Hello and welcome to Breaking Late. I'm your host, Michael, and with me is a man that was tearing up Mitchell Street on the weekend. Didn't have his super truck out with him, but he still had a pretty decent time. JD, how are you, mate? Not too bad, not too bad. How are you, Michael? You enjoyed the weekend? I did. I think I pulled up much uh... better than you did on um, (laughs) Monday Monday morning. Yeah, look, it was a, it was a good it was a good weekend. Yeah, it, say. It, it was. Um, I think we all had a fantastic weekend. Thank you for everyone that come down and saw us and said hello. It's it's going to be a harder race for us to recap because we, I mean, like we we were only just saying just before we started recording here, we've missed a lot of strategy. Um, yeah, it's a you lot harder do, on the track. It, it is something that you when you when you're watching it on the track, you, you you get you think you see everything, but you miss a lot. Yeah, it's true. You miss all the tire strategy stuff and who's on greens, who's on used, whatever. Yeah, it we is um, a lot harder. The fuel dump on the Sunday that was hard to take into account. We didn't know what was going on. Um, I think next year we need to bring a laptop down or something with. Um, Unfortunately, Foxtel. I did, but you I, did. I left, and then it, in you the left it in the pits. Yeah, well, uh, we were helping out a pre-production team down there this weekend. And yeah, shout out to Jake. Yeah, Jake. Um, Zero to 100 motorsport did yeah, quite well. He did. He really did. Um, so he's fairly new to to racing, and he he managed to come home top ten in the last race, and that's nearly 40 cars in the field. So it's really a big strong with the effort. IP and HQ and Commodore Cup and yeah, yep. everyone was down there. Well, he's like racing the same um, grid that Bryce Forward was racing this weekend. Yeah, Bryce once again amazing class effort. of his own. Really? Yeah, he really was. I think he was two seconds faster a lap than the closest Commodore Cup car. He had all brakes this year too. Yeah, it's funny that rear brakes on a on a car tends to help it uh, brake a little bit better. But um, yeah, he was just in a field of his own. He just went out there and blew everyone away. Yeah, so you know, big shout out to everyone, that, all the local boys and girls that were down there, and officials down at the track. They did a fantastic job. The event went off really well. Yeah, it was a pretty smooth event. Um, no, oh, something we were talking about um, yesterday, or sorry, on s- Sunday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a pretty well lack of safety cars for the whole event. There wasn't many this weekend. I think there was one in the first there was race. For one of the first race. There wasn't any on the Sunday. Um, and to be honest, I didn't think I saw any for the support categories. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a pretty good uh pretty good weekend. There was a couple of crashes in the Porsches and stuff, but they were on the last lap and mm. stuff And there like was like, you know, uh well Bright had that big crash on Friday into the uh, right in front of where we were sitting actually. It was big off. Yeah, straight off. Backed yep. into uh, the tire barrier, ripped the tire barrier up, flipped that around. Managed to drive out of it. I brought out the red flag. There was like 4 minutes left of practice yeah, or something, practice, but yeah. yeah, really there was only that one safety car incident that I remember. I was praying for a safety car on Sunday. Like, come on, you know, we were all up on the hill doing the safety car dance. Like, let's get a safety car here. We need one. Oh, I wasn't doing that at all. I just thought my prediction, we were being quite bold with our predictions on Sunday. Uh, Scotty come out with, I think about, what was it, 40 laps to go, odd, a little bit less than that. Yeah. Uh, It was high 30s, I think, to go. high 30s. With his, his last set of rubber, and I went, mm, with the tire deg we were seeing yesterday, I don't think he can hang on to this. And Jamie managed to plug away, losing a bit of a gap, but he ended yeah, up... Yeah, at the start he wasn't. He was about he was, three seconds behind, I think, by the time yeah, they pitted. Yeah, but at the start, once when Scotty pitted for the tyres, because um, I have rewatched this race three times, not in one full sitting, though. So <laughs> I haven't seen the whole race from start to finish again. But I've watched it enough that I, I I get the gist of it. 
Yeah, when Scotty pitted, they were like, everyone was like, oh, on the commentary team, Jamie needs to pit now. He has to pit. They, you can't continue on with not pitting. But his pace is very similar to Scotty's straight out of the pits. But he held on too long. But I think that when he came in, he lost like one and a half or one to 1.2 seconds or saying a lap. It was just, he lost that gap. And yeah. something we didn't realize up on the hill was McLaughlin had that five liter fuel advantage. So he was always going to have the stop, um, the quicker stop on the Sunday. Yeah. Yep. I guess we should probably jump move on, on to sad days race. Yeah. Just bring it up. Well, we'll start with Rick Kelly. Yeah, wasn't that a shame? A shame that I didn't put my money on him for qualifying. <laughs> and I put my money on him for the race. Yeah, so Rick pulled out a, a beautiful qualifying effort and managed to sit it on the pole. Um, that was unbelievable. Hell of a lap. Those Nissans really show a lot of pace around Hidden Valley. Valley. Yeah, yep. Um, so that was really, really strong effort from him. Unfortunately, in the race, he didn't... Qu- I don't think he quite had the the race pace of the other guys. He was still doing quite strongly, but I don't think it was 100% as strong as he was in he qualifying. L- he lost out to that undercut really early. Like, Fabian pitted quite early. Um, and then by the time that Rick pitted, he come out and he was already four or five positions further back from everyone else that had pitted. Yeah. And then it was only a few more laps later where he... um. He, he pinched that tire coming into turn 10 and just one I think turn. He had three three yep. grabs of it and he just yeah well he, the um throttle was stuck on yeah oh, okay that's I what didn't it hear was that, like ra- if um track, i've yeah. watched the in-car footage of it and you can actually hear it where he's like shifts down and it's still like and he just yeah you couldn't stop because the throttle's still on and just yeah ended up um in the wall yeah same lap that shane came off too because shane had the um he didn't have the best of races on the Sunday. Oh, the Saturday, Saturday sorry. yeah. Yep. He, he got tangled up with uh, a little bit of a Ford Holden. Before uh, well, that, what set him back there was he had that um, the right rear puncher. Yeah, it's true. That set him off. Um, set him off on turn one. And it's a long way from home to oh, get a is. new tire, isn't it's it? It's like, oh, well, it's just there. You're like, yeah, but you still got another two point nine k's to go, mate. You got to yep. get around this track, and it's. Just one. It's just racing. You get stuck out there with a busted tire. You got to limp at home. He was he going did. quite fast on the way back too. I was, I was quite amazed how quickly he was driving on a, a limping tire. Luckily, it kind of was safety car territory, but I don't know if they called the safety car straight away because Rick came off. Yeah. Um, that same lap that he had the puncher, but yeah, I think they they come in, they changed the tire, sent him out. He did one lap. They came back in, took the tire off. Adju- uh, adjusted some camber out of the car, chucked the tire back on and sent him out again. Because they're like, oh, you're already last. We might as well fix this. Yeah, make it not happen again. Because mm. he wasn't the only one that had tire issues on the um, sad day, I think. Um, Macaulay Jones had a... I don't think it was a rear failure. I think it was a front punch or something. Front right, maybe? Yeah, but he, he fired off turn five. Yeah, I remember seeing him go straight off over there, mm. over turn five. Um, but yeah, well, Shane's race sort of got ended when he came together with um, Garth Tander and, and Bright. And Bright, what's we just watched the video of that just only ten minutes ago. What's what's your thoughts of it? Uh, I believe it's the officials probably called it right. It was a bit of a racing incident. It was pretty messy. Um, 
Tander did the old squeeze on him. Nothing against Tander for it. You know, he's a racing car driver. And he's got to make that job a bit harder for Shane. He Shane. left that door open very wide at the start, though. Yeah, but Shane Shane got it in there, and he got far enough up. He got, uh, you know, past the B pillar. I think the only car that didn't get far enough up was um, Bright. Yeah, Bright took his opportunity, seeing that they were both a little bit tangled up coming off uh, turn six, the hairpin there, and uh, as they were accelerating away... He, as he was trying to gain speed, they kind of come off the curb back onto the track a little bit, and he was probably sliding a little bit, trying to get the power down. And they just all sort of managed to hit wheel to wheel, broke you chain steering. Um, had pretty good front row seats for this one. Yeah, just I did. the corporate on the Saturday. Yeah, we managed to score some corporate tickets for the Saturday, um, which were happened uh, right in front of us. It was uh, not, uh, not the best thing to see, uh, but... You know, it was still good to be right in front of us and mm. watch it well, and get the atmosphere. Well, that put Shane straight out of the race. Garth managed to get back home. Um, his car was looking very secondhand after the race. Um, yeah, yeah. They come back, uh, what I've seen on the telecast, and that was, it was like, well, you just need to look at the wheels. None of them are facing straight. Like, <laughs> they were all over. He's like, because um, Tanda actually got hit by, oh, I can't remember who, someone coming out of turn 13, 14 onto the main straight. He sort of got pushed out the way a bit by a car, did a bit of damage to the steering then. And he said, yeah, from then he didn't really have a car that wanted to go straight. Had the contact with Shane that was just, just set it off. Um, Looking up, Dale Wood. The Erebus cars actually had some pretty good pace this weekend. Yeah, more, more so in the, the number nine car. Yeah, definitely Reynolds' car had some really good pace this weekend. He qualified, I think, twice in the top five mm. uh, and quite strong in the races. He was um, he had fairly good race pace as well. So I think he didn't get the, quite the best strategy in one of the races um, on the Saturday, I think that was. But other than that, he did really... The the team is punching well above their weight. Like They, they are, are performing better than the Walkinshaw cars. They are, they are, and they're just smashing it. So it's it's good to see him up the top there and uh, keep keep pushing, I guess. Unfortunately, this year I didn't get a chance to chat to Betty after the race on the Saturday. For uh, something different, we decided to go to the concert this year instead of going to pit lane and jumping fences and getting into the pits. Um, we can neither was that confirm or confirm deny. or deny that I rolled my ankle last year jumping <laughs> over the fence. <laughs> Um, I think it's, it's statutory. It's, it's, it's been long enough. Yeah, I doubt it, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. I, I think that's out more of, the of a kicked out. This year. <laughs> I think that's more of a kicked out of the venue event thing. Not 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 getting charged for trespassing. <laughs> anyway, um, Macaulay Jones. How how do you rate him? He did you know first time was, out. I think it was not a bad effort from him to be honest. Mm-hmm. I think he did quite a good effort. Drove fairly cleanly. Um, didn't get involved in too much, and uh, he did his own races, and he did yeah, quite well. Yeah, I was actually quite impressed. He did really well in practice. He had showed some pretty good pace straight away um, compared to Rulo. I'm, 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 I'm using Rulo and LeBrock and Simona and McCauley all in the same. Yeah, they're all judging. rookies. Rookies, yeah. rookies. Um, so I'm sort of using their pace to set. It's really hard to judge with Rulo because, I mean, Give the kid a break. He's in the worst car of the field. Yeah. I, th- I was talking to a few people over the weekend. I didn't realize how bad it was, but I think it's a 2013 or 14 spec car. It's the the very first 
car of the car future. Of future car. It really should be a Super 2 car. Yeah. It's not even a good Super 2 car. Well, okay. Rulo on Saturday finished 23rd. Yeah. Yep. That's cool. where you probably expect him to be, down the back there. Uh, yeah. He was the second last finisher, I think, wasn't he? Or No. No. Oh, Tender finished. So finished. Third, so fourth last finisher. Well, this oh, one's that's not, not bad. good. The next two mm. cars here, Walkinshaw Racing. I don't think they even got involved in too much drama either. No. Scotty Pye and James Courtney, 22nd, 21st. See, they so got a new engineering shocking. team. It is shocking, isn't it? Sunday, they bounce back, but we'll touch on that a little bit later. So, there's not really too much to worry about with them. Simona Di Silvestro on the Saturday 20th. That's that's not a bad result. Yeah. Um, the one that's really impressive is Jack LeBrock in 19th. I was really impressed with Jack LeBrock. Yeah. I, I actually kept an eye out. I watched him all through practice. I've, anytime he was on track, really. Well, they had some dramas in practice on the Friday, and he didn't get much running compared to what they wanted out of the car. And they then, therefore, struggled with setup. So I think he actually wanted to box a little bit higher than he was. Yeah. There's a, a good article on the Supercars website, which I'll link in the show notes, about Jack just basically giving his thoughts on how everything went in Darwin. Yeah. Um, he's basically said that he they should have been higher up. Strategy didn't go right. He stalled it out of the pits and cost him like three seconds in the pits. There you go, yeah. Um, that's never going to help you. Um, but he was in a little field of Nissans. You had Todd Kelly in 18th. Yeah. Todd. Yep. Sorry, Todd, we didn't come in and say hello to you. We didn't saw you on sun, on the Thursday. Yeah, yep. Um, nice car. It's a good-looking car. It was. It was one of the better-looking Todd cars that I've seen this season because he keeps changing it because he keeps getting car sales, boat sales, truck sales, every, anything sales. Yeah, it's very clean-looking car, and I quite like the look of it. On track, it, it presents very well. Mm. Cameron McConville, 17th. Not a bad effort. For uh, a, I, was, I was very impressed a bad car. With his, his, the, his running this weekend, considering he's been out for, what, three, four years? Been out for a while. Well, yeah, he was doing all the V8 supercar, officiating and stuff he like was that the, for a while. Wasn't he the driver observer? Yeah, Standard him. Observer? Yeah, he's done that, and uh, along with Jason Balguana as well, mm. but... Because um, I noticed he, when he left room, you know, when he got out of the way, he got out of the way. He wasn't involved. Could you imagine him getting involved in Tangle Up? And you're like, oh, but you used to be a driving standards <laughs> advisor. You you should know. Well, I was actually talking to Rulo about McConville on um, Sunday night. And Alex is like, he is a machine. Mm, mm. So Cam was racing the Porsches as well. Yeah. So Cam got did a Porsche race. There was one race in between... Um, V8s in the Porsche race. Oh, is this on the Sunday? Yeah, on the and Sunday. And then straight after the supercar race, back there was a Porsche race. So he hopped out one car into the, and then had like a very small break, maybe 20 minute break, then hopped into a supercar, did 72 laps or whatever it was, 200 kilometers around V8, around here, which was 30 plus degrees ambient. It's one of the hottest Hop- tracks we go to. Yeah. And then jumped out of that car into the Porsche straight away and then went Another out and did laps. another. Yeah. Oh, it was unbelievable. He's like, he was absolutely, Alex was saying this, he's like, he was absolutely cooked when he got out of the supercar. He's like, I don't even know how he raced the Porsche in the end one. Cool suits. Multiple yeah. Cool suits. Yeah. <laughs> he would have been so worn out. So that's a really strong effort from him and well done to him to be mm. able to do it as oh, well. I was really impressed with um, McConville and I think he's racing again over in Townsville. 
I mean, you know, I don't expect him to make a comeback and he's like, oh, I'm going to go full-time racing again, but he's, he's punching well above where I expected. Yeah, it was strong. It was strong. Good on him. Race winner from 2016, Michael Crusoe, didn't really set the field alight on no. Saturday. Rick really was the only one that just showed true pace on the Saturday, I think. Crusoe's strategy wasn't great. Yeah, what did they do with him? Did they pit they him ran straight him away? Long. And then no, they, they ran him long. Right, okay. So yeah. he ran long. And then when he did stop, he put 105 litres in. Oof, that's a long stop. Yeah. So then the next stop, he only had 15 litres to put in, which is shorter than the tyre change. Uh, so he essentially he ran around with extra weight in the car for no bloody reason. Yep. And he lost a heap of track position. And he just couldn't make it up because this track is like, there was some good passing on it, but it is not the easiest track to always pass on. Yeah. Yeah. You've got a few, actually there's a few good passing opportunities. You got into five, six. Yeah. Five, six. And then one. Those are your three main passing opportunities. You don't really you pass through 10. No, you don't pass through 10 because that's, that's 10 through 14 wide. is pretty well. Every now and then you can get 13, 14. If they go out a little wide and if you can command Yeah, but track it's unlucky position. to get past there. I think we saw about four, three or four passes that weekend in 13, 14. Most of the time it ends in tears. Yeah, it's normally if someone's not got the car pace. So mm. if something's wrong or whatnot, or if they lock up or whatnot, then someone will go underneath them. Jason Bright up in the 15th. Not a bad result for him. Up four positions from where he qualified. The ProDrive cars didn't have the best of weekends. Scafey was not... Super impressed with the ProDrive cars after the race. Yeah. Um, yeah, they were... Well, they had a really good test session in Winton, and then they came here and just... Um, yeah, nothing really converted to their pace. Um, they're normally pretty good up here. ProDrive have had yeah, a pretty Yeah, it was a bit of a record. shame this year. They weren't really putting much pressure on Red Bull or... Um, or, or anyone. DJR. Well, yeah, exactly. They were midfield mm. at best. Um, Will Davison on 13th. Not a bad result. Tim Blanchard, that's a pretty good result in 12th. That is really good. That We were we were talking last, well, not last week because I wasn't here with you last week. Um, Mitch covered for me, but the the episode before we were talking about um, the fact that the Bradley Jones team were always fairly strong here. They they always seem to pull a bit of a rabbit out of the hat mm. and get some pace. You know, they're not quite top 10, but it's quite close and it's a it's pretty good effort well, for we, us. We do have one more, or there's Tim Slade on 11th. And if you really want to jump up to another BJR car, there's Nick Perkat in third. I know. How strong was that from Nick? Like it was said, unbelievable. It was his first legitimate podium on pace. Yeah. It wasn't. He got carried by Tanda. Okay, that's a little disrespectful. He did a good job as an endurance driver, but, you know. Yeah, yeah. Tanda was the main mean. driver. Um, he had got that lucky run in Clipsal. Yeah. The rain and the fuel. You know, that was all part and parcel, but this one. This was Nick Perkat at pace competitive. Um, you know, I can't see, I can't fault in his race this weekend. No, he did a great, great job in that race. Jumping back down again, you <laughs> had Tim Slade again in 12th, uh, 11th. In 11th, sorry, quite good. Uh, Lee Holsworth returned to the track that put him out. Yeah, um, for one a year while. later. One year later, he's back here and um, pushing on strong. We've got a nice big new tyre barrier up here. Yep. Two and a half thousand tyres. 100 and something odd meters long. No one touched it. Yeah. 
Yeah. We could have just left it concrete. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Leo would have been happy with that. No. Lee's father actually raced in Commodore Cup here in, uh, on the weekend as well. Oh, really? Yeah, he race, races up here quite frequently. He leaves his car in Darwin, races a lot of the improved production days. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Just for another fun fact just for you, another everyone. Fun fact. There <laughs> you go. It in there. If you want to watch Lee Holdsworth's <laughs> old man race, come to Darwin. Um, nice fella. James Moffat, ninth. That's a pretty good result for him, really. Yeah, it was strong. It was strong. Davy Reynolds, we spoke to about him. Just good pace. I um, after watching on Friday, I I had to put some money on Reynolds. It didn't pay off, but could have. It could have paid big too. Reynolds is um would have been paying quite well, I can imagine. Yeah, I think it was thirty four to win. I was looking at like yep, because the problem with the Hidden Valley is anything can happen lap one. You can take out half the field, and if you keep your car clean, then. Yeah. It's, oh, and he had good pace too. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, it, it wasn't a silly bet. Um, now is he back up in the top 10 again? That's Up good. 11 positions from where he qualified. He qualified 18th. Now, I just I quickly touched on something. Um, I just want to say a big thank you to Nissan Motorsport for, one, the pit tour. That was really cool and awesome. And, two, the grid walk that we got because of Nissan. I'm a little annoyed. <laughs> I finally got a photo with Lounsey's car on the on the starting grid, but I was wearing my Nissan shirt. <laughs> uh, I should have been wearing my, my should have been wearing the Vortex shirt, but I I wasn't. So I'm sorry, but a big thank you for Nissan. That was that was amazing. Um, walking up and down pit like uh, up and down the grid before the race. It was, it was so cool. <laughs> like, I, I mean, all right, you went and partied with everyone on set on Sunday night, but I felt like a king walking <laughs> through that. Um, me and a friend, we, we got we got the tickets and we we're walking around and I was always to her, I'm like, oh, that's this, like, oh, there's, there's the CEO of Supercars and, oh, there's, there's Liz Ludo, he ran through here and I'm, I'm filming it all and um, oh, it, it was great. Got a, got some photos in front of some cars. Um, I might post them to our Facebook page or put them in the show notes. I'm not sure yet. Um, got a photo with my mate Alex Rulo's car. Yeah, yeah. Send that to a few people. Got a good chuckle. The cars just look so good that close. Like, I've been in pits. I've been. I've done two pit tours. I mean, you know, not heaps, but I've done <laughs> done some. And you get to see the cars up close. But it's it's nothing until they're sitting on the track. Yeah. When they're on the different. track, you're like. Oh no, these you know, it means business. The cars feel big. Yeah, and the best thing about like, I just ran to the back of the grid. Like, I know that everyone runs to the front. And friend, we went with um, sh- big. She's a big Rick Kelly fan. Big is an understatement. A she's got a photo with him for the last ten years, I think. She actually got a got him to message her on Instagram. I think so. Instagram, one of them. Yeah, Twitter, um, Instagram, one of those thingies. <laughs> she put, she got a photo of like the first time she met Rick, and to the photo she got with him this year. on Saturday, on Sunday, sorry, and was like, it's been like fourteen years or something, and he, he basically said, thank you for your support. Rah, rah, rah. I looked at a photo from when they were both there. I'm like, oh, you're both so young, yeah, and now you're both really old. Nah, you know, she's, <laughs> they're not that old. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, r- I just ran to the back of the grid and 
I wanted to do my own Martin Brundle grid walk. Um, <laughs> turns out if you don't know anyone, you can't talk to people. I, I spoke to Chaz Mostert, sorry. That's who I spoke to on the grid. Yeah, okay. Told me he had no pace. Yeah. And then I told him that I've got money on you. And he said, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, anyway, I got the photo with Lounsey on the grid. I'll post some of these to our Facebook page. But a great result from 18th up to 7th. That's. He'd have to be one of the most consistent place getters in this field. He does really well around Every, this, uh, this whole year. He, he's been qualifying horribly, but his race pace has been fantastic and his strategy has been good. And he always seems to claw a few places, like minimum of three or four places a race. Mm. Um, he's done really well this year with that. They just got to get some qualifying pace in this car. They need it. They, Which um, in Sunday they did. Sunday they better. had it. They got into the top 10. Um, but yeah, he still couldn't capitalize on his position on Sunday race. Yeah. But I don't know if they threw more tires at it in qualifying or whatnot. Mm. I don't know. But, um,. Yeah. He drove really well at the back really end of that good. race. Six, Cam Waters. He's, he is a man that is not far off a podium. He has um, improved unbelievably this year. He's really stepped it up a notch, and it's really shown. He's been consistent top tens and slowly clawing up the field there quite well, which has been good. Um, Chaz Mostert spoke about him a little bit. He's the man that says he didn't have the pace, still finished fifth. Strong effort for someone with no pace. Mm, pretty good pace. And he's been the really the performer for um, PRA this year. He's really been doing a good job. Mm. Jamie Wincup brought it home in fourth, not second, fourth. Um, he's just looking after this title fight. <laughs> I think he is. He Once he worked out there's no point really fighting Percat, he managed to get that bit of a gap with Mostert, and he just drove. He wasn't doing anything stupid. He's like, all right, let's think about this championship. You know, he banked, what, 120 points for finishing fourth. That's only 30 off Fabian. It's You need to get these results if you're not winning races. You don't want to go for a stupid lunge and put yourself out of contention. Yeah, well, he's doing his typical Jamie. You know, Jamie has a bad day, and he gets a fourth or a fifth. Mm. Fab's... On the Sunday, he had a bad day and was uh, further Four. back. In, yeah. yeah. So he, he's just going to continue doing these days where he plugs away. He has, still hasn't won a race this year, and he's sitting in, what, second third. or third in third the championship? In champ 15 points behind. There you go. In the championship, he's third in the championship without winning a single race this year. And we're quite a long way into the um, season now. We've done 12 races now. Yeah. So it's still quite a strong effort. Um, this must be hurting his win percentage. It, yeah, I was thinking about that on the weekend because I always talk about Jamie's win percentage, uh, about how good it is. Like, there's no one can touch it. Mm. Scotty Mack might be on a on a roll here. You never know. In, a, in another 10 years or something, his win yeah. percentage might be pretty good. Scotty Mack threw away Saturday. He went for that second or third lap lunge on Rick Kelly around the outside of turn one. Couldn't get it stopped. Went out in the weeds and he was done. Yeah, it was. He was that far back. He couldn't do it. Um, I thought it it was obvious that he couldn't battle with Fabs for the win. He had more pace than Fabs. Mm. But, yeah, you know. Well, the undercut paid dividends for Fabian. It did, big time. Sunday. And it was something, uh, like, watching back the race, I didn't even think of it. I didn't even think of which way, which strategy would be better. 
you know, run I'd, run long never really seems to pay off. Well, run long pays off if they can get the other car to have good degradation. Mm. But if your car pace is similar to the other car's pace, it's not hard to defend when you're, you know, the person behind you is only a couple of tenths a lap faster than you because, you know, they've got to make a big lunge. Yeah, they've yeah. got to make a big lunge to get in. It's not much on the track. You know, if their tyres fall off and all of a sudden they're one and a half seconds slower than you, you know, you're in trouble. They're going to get you. And I mm. think that's kind of what they were going for, but it didn't work. Yeah. Well, I mean, Fabian did a great job to hold off and an, and win. Another really strong effort from um, Shelby Power Racing. A one-two. It was yeah. For a team, to be honest, that didn't look that great on Friday. Yeah. We were discussing that on Friday. We weren't quite sure what was going on with I their pace. I wasn't sure if they were like doing race runs or what they were trying to look at or if they were just testing something but knew what would work. Well, whatever they did on Saturday worked. They're doing the old Mercedes foxing, mm. you know, turn the engines down, turn everything down, and uh, then turn up and qualify and bang. Yeah. <laughs> well, I won't really recap the top 10 shootout for... Um, Sunday, and we probably looking at this. I know I say this every week. I don't want to run long this week. <laughs> um, the Sunday race. We re- recap that for us. Do you want to try and recap it, or is there any major well, talking points you want to? My recap was well done, Scotty. Basically, mm. he did a really strong effort. Jamie coming home in a second again. Great once start again, by Jamie. Yeah, yeah, off the line. We were, we were sitting on the hill discussing, well, what's going to happen? I'm like, well, Scotty's going to get a really good start. It's going to be investigated, and it's just going to be put down to, <laughs> no, he's just really good. Well, that didn't happen. Jamie got a great start. I don't know if Scotty got bogged down or if Jamie just got the jump. Yeah, Jamie probably just got that perfect bite point and everything and got it just getting the power to the ground perfectly. Um, Yeah, th- I mean... Lots of stuff happened in the race on Sunday's race, but it come down to that fuel strategy. It was all in the pits. What, what, and the what fuel. do you think of Fabian? His strategy. That's something that I want to think. Like pitting, like didn't he? No, he didn't pit. Super. He did pit pretty early, and he put bugger all fuel in. He had, what he went for two tires in that pit in the first pit stop, yep. didn't he? Yeah, yeah. I think he just um, went I for think, I think no, he went all rights. All oh, rights. Yep. Uh, I think that was basically cost him a bit of pace in the end. He he couldn't fight as hard as the others, so yeah, he may have gained half a second or a second, whatever, in the pits. But or maybe he wanted better tires for the last stint, and that's what they were doing, trying to make a really good set for the last stint uh, out of the tire pool they had left. But yeah, it just didn't seem to pay off. Mm. Um. Scotty's was definitely the strongest car out there, and it we're, we're really like good. we t- touched on at the start of the ra- uh, start of this um, podcast. When he come out for that last stint, we all basically all in agreement at once on a hill in our little group went. I don't think Scott the gap's big enough it for Scotty to wasn't hang on all to of this. us. There was a small small group of Shell V powered fans that got up and cheered, and then the rest of us sitting in in Red Bull and Team Vortex shirts were like. Ah, he doesn't stand a chance. <laughs> it's true. It, it was true. And the the Shell V-Power people were right. Um, he could hang on to the tyres, and they just must have had that thing hooked up because he was punching out quite quick times when he pushed out to begin with. Mm-hmm. He was, was still punching out. I was watching in the live timing. He was still punching out 106s. Yeah. And I'm going, if you, you can only quick, do 106s. Yeah. 
Well, they're doing 106s in qualifying. They're, they're only a couple of cars got into the 105s. Yeah, um, the Ford. <laughs> yeah, Shelby Scotty was one of them. They were quite easily getting into the 105s, and everyone else was like, oh, 106 2, yeah. yeah and he so comes out, 105 4, and you're like, damn. So he, and he had the pace. Uh, he just drove that car 100% uh for that last stint and that's what won in the race mm. jamie could never even put pressure on him uh, i think when you were making a remark they made another camber or, or a, a they made another adjustment. adjustment in the rear of jamie's car on the last stint and i think that might have um took a bit of pace away from him because he was actually faster in his middle stint of the race than he was in the last this is saying that scapey was saying on the tv commentary about going oh well i don't think they should have made that change because it obviously affected the car because I was looking at it going, oh, yeah, no, nah, that's fine. You know, he'll come out. Jamie should be doing low 106s or mid to 106s. Fabian, uh, not Fabian, Scotty should drop back to about the 107s, 108s, which was what basic race pace was. Do a couple of those quick laps. He only had a four-second gap. He only needed to do four laps. Only needed to do four laps one second quicker than Scotty. Easier said than done. Well, and that's what we were looking at. We basically went, he'll fall off five laps from the end. And we imagined basically he was going to fall off more than a second lap. Yeah. Um, well, this is when we started. I started doing the safety car rain dance. Well, 10 laps from the end, I'm going, well, he's still punching out 108s, low 108s and high 107s. And Jamie's punching out low 108s. Yeah, he and Jamie the gap just was getting bigger the and back bigger. End of the race. So, um, and that's when we basically went. It was all said and done, and Look. yes, all the guys standing behind us that were cheering for Scotty, which, mind you, like goes Scotty. Brother. Uh, yeah, Grr. your brother too. Uh, he got on the bandwagon. He did. Um, we're completely correct. He he come home for the win. It was a really strong one, and uh, showed their pace all weekend. I just wanted to say a big shout out to Scotty, uh, Scotty, Scotty Pie. Um, eighth on the Sunday. Yeah, he did a lounge like effort there too to drag the car up that far up the field. Mm, moved up eight positions. That was just quite good. Another one is LeBrock, 22nd on the Sunday, but I think I'm, I'm still just really impressed with how he run this weekend. Yeah, he, he was He's definitely looking the strongest. Like, you know, he, could, he could make it in the main game. Yeah, yeah. If he can do some, uh, like, Get some more main grade game drives. Obviously, he's got the enduro season coming up now, which is good. But you know, it's it's it was a really strong effort from really both of the um, wild card entries this weekend. Neither of them made uh, a fool of themselves at all. There was quite a strong effort. No, uh, LeBrock and Simona came together. Um, turn one, one of the laps, they, she got spun. Um, it was deemed a racing incident. There was nothing, you know, no car was wholly to blame. Rewatched the race. He was like, yeah, it's a sort of bit of push and shoving from both drivers, to be honest. Yep. Um, just unfortunate for Simona. Uh, she's someone that this weekend I was really not impressed. Underwhelmed. Yeah. She didn't seem to be pushing very hard on track. Mm. I know it's a, it, it can be a little bit more technical than it looks, the track. And I think, yeah, maybe the car setup wasn't all there too. Just noticing it through our section, she always seemed to turn in early 
and the car would just push big time mid mid corner and then she you know she's always compromised yeah. she was always compromised and this is even when she didn't look like she was pushing very hard this was happening so mm. yeah, it's, it's something that i think maybe i was a little hopeful of how quick she would be competitive yeah yeah um i remember at the start of I think this season or the end of last season when we all found out that she was coming i was like you know by the end of this race this season i think she'll be competitive i've now pushed that back to next year end of next year maybe end of next year maybe mid next year yeah we'll see we'll, we'll uh, see how much work the nissan go oh this is another thing about nissan um in my pit tour <laughs> straight up just asked the the girl that took us through i'm like what are you running next year because you can't run these anymore because yeah. they're not produced, they're not sold in Australia. And she's like, oh, might you running, is it the Pulsar or the um, the GDR is what's tipped. I'll let you in a little secret. They're not going to run the GDR. Yeah, they pretty, pretty well said that. There's, they don't want to run the risk of their $200,000 sports car being beaten by a $40,000, $45,000 sedan. Yeah. She didn't have to say any more. I'm like, no, no, say that. I understand exactly. Yeah. I just also not again just to listen, you know, they'll they're very let you do anything in their garage. We've yeah, they're very the, open. Then we've done the pit tour of um Triple Eight last year. You weren't allowed to like take photos of the cars. Or you could take photos of the cars with all the doors shut, but you know, not sticking your head in the car and we got told through Nissan, open any door except for the rears. Because there's that much shit tied to the back of them that you just like. Well, you got your airlines yeah, and everything. Yeah, pretty much. She's like, you'll know why as soon as we tell you. I'm like, okay. But we were allowed. She's like, just don't take any photos of the front suspension setup. Yeah. She's like, look in it. I'm like, oh, I can look in there? She's like, yep. So straight up. Stuck my head in the, in the front wheel well. I'm like, oh, it's different to the triple eight one. <laughs> yeah. Um, That was pretty cool. Slaying under the car, having a look. Open then you know, open the doors up and just like I wanted just to sit in there, but I think that would be pushing my luck a little bit too much. <laughs> just like climb in, you're like, oh, I just need to adjust my seat. <laughs> I need to just like, oh, probably about Rick's height, I reckon. Yeah. You know, it wouldn't be too bad. I'm like just testing out my co-driver spot. Mm -hmm. Um, and then as we were leaving, all the data up on the the computer screens was just I just remembered because it was only the day before we were down in the improved production giving you a hand with Jake's car and tire pressures, jotting that down and up on the Nismo screen. Would you like to know what um, Caruso's starting tire pressures were? What were they? Uh, he started about 20.4, no, 24.2 and finished at 30.6 on the practice. There you go. Yeah. That was only one tire. They're all obviously different. But yeah, I was just having a look. I'm like, oh, yeah. Have a look over there. There's your throttle percentage. And I'm just standing, having a look. No one's stopping me. I'm like, I mean, what am I really going to do? Well, they put a lot of their data up for show anyway, Nissan. Nissan do a pretty decent job, especially with their membership packages. Like, I honestly recommend, even if you're not a huge um, Nissan fan, for the $25 it is. Yeah. For a year, become a member. You get your discount on your merch. You get a pit tour. I mean, I don't know if it was just because it's Darwin, it's slightly smaller and there's less likely to run into the members there, but everyone was just, you know, we went through with four other, five other people. Yeah, it wasn't huge. And yeah, it was just good. I just, yeah, big thank you to Nissan. I really Very appreciate it. That was um team as well compared to going through a triple eight. 
structured. Uh, well, Triple Eight wouldn't tell you to open any door and just take photos inside the car. Yeah, they even got cagey when we asked them questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're like, so what are you running? Oh, we can't tell you that. Like, oh. <laughs> but this, the the girl um, from Nissan, yeah, took it really well. Um, something we quickly want to touch on. I want to have a chat. Um, as some of you may or may not have heard, one of the super trucks in Darwin got impounded by the police. Yep, got released this afternoon, actually. Did it? Yep. I thought it was 40, oh yeah, 48 hours, yep. Yep, so. Um, it was actually the car that Matthew Bradham drove. Yep. He wasn't driving it. Uh, when all this news broke, everyone was like, who drove it? Who drove it? Uh, Robbie Gordon was the driver. Yeah. He's famous for doing it all around the world, this little stunt he did. Yeah. Uh, donuts in, uh, say, let's say less than legal areas. Well, we actually got a, um, one of our listeners, uh, messaged us a video from it. A different angle from what the news had. Yeah. Okay. Um, gotta admit, sorry, late response. I, I forget messages. Yeah. Um, I have to go on a browser to get the messages on the Facebook page. <laughs> so when I did log in, um, saw the message. So Mark, thank you very much for sending that picture through. It was crazy. The video, hope you were standing further back from it or if you were filming it, but very close to people. Yeah. Yeah. So we got fined one, 4,150 bucks yep. for breaking four road laws. Unlicensed, unregistered. Uh, uh, breaking traction and causing undue smoke and noise or something stupid. Yep. What, are you, what are your thoughts? Right? Wrong? Are, no, are we living in a nanny state? No, it's obviously wrong. It shouldn't be allowed and he, he got what he probably deserved. Um, put, his defense was, oh, I asked the security guys and they're like, I don't care. Like, of course they don't care. It's not on their premises. It's not on their premises. They're just, they're, all they care about is stopping drunks from getting inside their pub. Uh, yeah. Um, look, it shouldn't have been done. I'm not saying I wouldn't have enjoyed it if I was there, but, you know, Robbie is, this is something that a lot of people didn't realize at the time, but he's quite famous for doing this all around the world when he races in Dakar mm. and all of these other places. He will do donuts on the street in uh, a lot worse conditions than he did this in. Yeah. No, that doesn't make an excuse for what he did. No, apparently that was his defense. I've done it two to three hundred times in my career. I'm like, yeah, but I think our judge in Darwin sort of wanted to try and take his professional driver's license off of him and couldn't do it. So he's now not allowed to drive in the Northern Territory for 12 months. Yeah, I don't think he will be anyway. <laughs> um, I Cams have come out today. Um, we're actually recording a day later than normal. Um, have come out today and pretty much said that we're going to block um, Robbie Gordon from attaining a future competitive visa required to compete in Australia following the Hooning incident in Darwin. Yeah, I read a release from CAMS actually today and they're basically explaining to all CAMS members that they the reason for basically their position was they're becoming more and more involved with public groups, the government, and they can't be foreseen um, basically supporting hooning acts mm. that they're trying to get off the road and onto the oh, onto the track. I understand that completely, especially like in the Northern Territory. The the main, the people that pay for the supercars up here is the government. Yeah. And they're not going to put up with people hooning on the streets. I mean, we've gone back to the government that brought in the impounding laws. The previous government 
Never brought in the impounding laws. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know, hooning, burnouts, big no-no. Um, I think one of the reasons why Cam's has sort of come down so hard on him is because he was fined more than $1,800 by Cam's during the Clipsal 500 event for a breach of four safety regulations. And then he burnt, he publicly burnt his fines because he just didn't care for them. He had to, he had to then apologize for doing it. But I think this is just Cam's going, nah, man, you've done this one too many times. Well, and to be honest, I know we've talked about how great the super trucks are previously, but that was I was only watching the highlights or you know small clippets of the race. Oh, and I think it's easier when you're not at the track. So when you're watching it on TV, then you've got Scafe and that talking about what's happening and what's happened, and you're constantly being entertained. But when you watch them live, there is a half an hour of putting jumps out and pulling jumps, jumps back. back. And it's basically an hour for 20 minute race. Yeah, it's. I don't think it's worth it. So, and I'm, I mean, I you might have the unpopular stunt. opinion, but they are just an entertainment thing. And I don't. I think they're basically being canned anyway by camps. I don't think they're going to be. So the rumor that I heard over the weekend was we were lucky to still see them in Darwin as a support event. We got eight. Mm. We got eight cars to Darwin, and we had to still sit through a top ten shootout. Yeah, that was quite funny. <laughs> How do you do that? Um, but yeah, I heard some other quite funny rumors. Go on. Look, I don't know if I should say it, but apparently it's very well orchestrated. They all have a common uh, radio channel, and they all talk to each other. And Robbie Gordon's apparently the director of the show. And it is all very much a show. So, i.e., like if you look uh, at the race, I think it was the last race. Through, yep. Um, all of a sudden, somehow Robbie Gordon got a three-second gap or something in the last lap, literally in the last sector, down to nothing. So they went across the line side by side. Yeah. And he, it was brought to my attention, and I kind of went, I know they do a, a lot of it for the show, but. Apparently, yeah. Like, there's bad, been orchestrated rollovers and other things. I don't know if any of this is true. We don't know. We're just sitting there with but our tinfoil hats, just yeah, throwing this, things out. But that that is something I've Throw heard. Throw enough shit at the wall, something's going to stick. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I My, don't wish bad on them at all, but, yeah, that's something I've heard. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if this is the last time that we see super trucks in Darwin. I think so, yes. Um, Especially after what they did last race. I doubt um, Laurie and everyone else down at Hidden Valley are super impressed with them. <laughs> um, what I'm talking about is something that probably wasn't wasn't seen on camera. After the last race, I think like all of them went and did skids on the dirt. <laughs> they all went out in the grass. Uh, Morris, Paul Morris, ended up going sideways, flicking dirt and rocks and rocks at everyone along the fence. Like, he was only within a metre, two metres of the, the thought, AMCO. Yeah, it looked quite dangerous what he was doing in the end. He was flicking rocks up everywhere. Um, there was cars doing skids on the grass, on the on the track. Do skids on the track, I don't care. Don't rip up the grass. They were knocking over all the... Deliberately Deliberately hitting, hitting all the Coopers, mild signs down the S's. Foam signs. Now I'm going to admit, I was one of the first ones to jump up screaming for it, like, yay! But it's... It, Unnecessary. <laughs> you don't see all the other other race categories being silly at the end of it. Anyway, it was. It was. It was very unnecessary. Silly. 
but I think we've bashed him enough. But still, fantastic weekend. Loved it. It was the best. Next weekend, Baku, the Formula yeah, One. Probably one of my least favorite tracks. Yeah, so we don't have much time left. Hot tip, Mercedes. Sebastian. Ooh. Ooh, really? Why not? Why not? Because Hamilton sucked pretty well hard there last year. Rosberg was the pace setter. Yeah, yeah, true. Um, um, I am leaning towards. I don't know which Mercedes, but I just think Mercedes are going to have it in straight line speed. And yeah, I don't know. It feels like I don't know. This weekend was so big that it feels like it's been ages since I've seen a Formula One car. Yeah, it it should be a good race. I think at least we've got people to keep Mercedes honest this year, and it, that is what's making Formula One a bit more exciting. It year. is. It is. You can't really tell who's going to win. Mm. If one muddled up pit stop, one contact in the first corner, maybe like Canada, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, that was a real shame. Actually, uh, well, uh, we haven't c- talked about Canada because you were off um, not catching fish. <laughs> we don't talk about that. <laughs> all right. We were we were camping, and we did a little bit of fishing. We caught plenty of cherubin that were delicious, mind you. Thank you very much. Really. Yeah, that was tasty as. Took them home. Yeah, we got. Oh no, cherubin. Yeah, sorry. I was oh, we had cherub- We had cherubin up to I think fifty centimeters, nearly long. God so damn. including claws, that is. So the body's probably about twenty you to know, thirty. We centimeters. are a very narrow podcast now. <laughs> we have motorsports, small fishing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, some no, people must love it. That 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 was really good. Um, enjoyed. Enjoyed it immensely. It's, a, it's the best fishing trip I've ever been on and not caught fish. It was quite cold too, so it was good for camping. It was like eight degrees, seven, eight degrees at night time. Freezing, mate. It was freezing. I'll be honest Are with you. you I woke last up at week 4 when Mitch was laughing at me because I'm like, it was 19 degrees. And he's like, 19. <laughs> it's nine right now. Like, well, that's what happens when you live in Antarctica. <laughs> By Antarctica, I mean the Gold Coast. <laughs> so, but yeah, that, that first corner incident in Canada was a bit of a shame. But anyway, you've already touched on that and listeners have already heard all of that. Yeah. Well, I think that's us done and dusted this week. I don't have too much more. I've, I've got plenty to talk about, but it can't go on air. Can't go I, on I air. Wanna, so wanna... if you do want JD to do a secret sneaky podcast, write in. Big shout out to a few of the development drivers I met over the weekend as well. It was nice to catch up with them and uh, mm. just have a quick chat with them, see how they're going and stuff like that. It was good. So. Yeah. Do you want to say the names? Do you want to drop oh, some names? Oh, we I chatted with Todd um, Hazelwood for a while. Uh, I had a quick chat with Kirk, Kirk Kostecki, actually, which has had a little bit of a funny story. Yeah. Have we got time? We've got time. We've we got time. time. If we're going to we, squeeze we, in a story from Sunday night, we should. <laughs> oh, no, I was talking about what happened over the weekend. So, long story short, it's my birthday tomorrow. I turn 30. My wife had been messaging Craig Lowndes through Twitter, I think it was, um, trying to organize a secret hot lap for me. Unfortunately, they had prior commitments to other people to get hot laps and I couldn't get in, whatnot. Um, and Craig said, oh, I really hope to see you down the pits and get, you know, say hello and you know, maybe give a shirt or something and sign it, whatnot. And um, one of my mates that I helped out with, the, we sponsor him in his race car, Jake. Jake, we were talking 0 about to early. Motorsport. Yeah, yep. yeah, 0 to 100 Motorsport. Um, Jake Burgess went and brought me a nice uh, Vortex shirt Mm -hmm. and he gave it to his mate, Kurt, who works for Triple Eight. And at this stage, we've just been told Kurt's got the shirt. Yeah. Oh, I didn't didn't know know at all. I didn't know at all. Jake has told everyone. Yeah. And he's just like, I gave it to Kurt. 
All right. So, okay. Cool. <laughs> so he he wrote on a receipt. Can you write, please, write happy birthday to JD, um, and stuck it in the, in the bag with the shirt. Now Kurt gives the the thing uh, the shirt to um, Craig. Craig signs it all. Says happy birthday to JD. And then on the um, receipt. He writes, happy j- birthday, JD. By the way, you've got the best wife. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's obviously uh, clicked Jake, that this is the same person yeah. as the one on the Twitter. Yep. And Jake couldn't work out why he wrote, you have the best wife on this thing because he obviously didn't know Jess had been talking to him yep. and, and Craig had just it automatically gone, oh, this must one be from Jess. Together, yep. <laughs> and um, anyway, so Jake comes up the hill, gives me this shirt. And says, oh, Kurt, one of the mechanics managed to get Craig to sign it for me. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. He's like, uh, he's like, you wouldn't believe the loops I had to jump through. I had to talk to one of my mates that works for Triple Eight's merchandise tent so I could get the tent on, get the shirt on Thursday. And then I had to go see Kurt on Friday to give him the shirt. And he's like, it was just a whole, and without you seeing any of it, because I've been down the track Yeah, you the were down with him all weekend. Um, without me seeing any of this. And then we did the track walk before Thursday afternoon. afternoon We did a track walk with a a few of the drivers and stuff and did a lap. And we come back to the pits and Kurt was there. And Jake like going, don't say anything, don't say anything, don't say anything. Because he's going, oh, have you got the shirt yet? And Jake's going, I've got the shirt, but it's down the pits and whatnot. It was quite funny. Um, And then anyway, long story short again, we're in town at the Triple Eight after party and and jake's like oh this is kurt who got your shirt signed and i'm like oh okay nice to meet you kurt thank you very much means a lot blah 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 go off and i'm talking to another fellow and he's like this is where we start to get into territory with things i shouldn't really talk about yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but we'll, we'll we're keep it safe we basically say there was a driver there having a great time he yeah. was absolutely going off um this fella's like He's like, I said, oh, this this bloke's having a great time. This certain driver, he's he's dancing away and having an awesome night. He, don't get me wrong, he's probably no drunker than I was. I was pretty hammered too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, he's like, I used to be a really good pedaler as well. And he's like, Kurt over there's a great driver. And like, what's Kurt driving? He's like, oh, Dunlop series. I'm like, oh my god, that's Kurt Kostecki, isn't he? And he's <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like, oh, I went and apologized to Kurt. I'm like, I'm sorry, I didn't recognize you. Yeah. By the way, great effort. Keep on, keep on driving. We strong. know drivers by their last name. Yeah, exactly. I just didn't even think if about Jake's it. Like, oh, I gave it to Kostecki. You're like, I know Kurt. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, there's about three of them. So. Yeah, there are a few Kosteckis around, I but I know Kurt's the only, Kurt's only one that works at the team. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, so that was quite funny. That that that's one little story of the night. It, it was that's a pretty crazy get. night. So you did get we, this uh, episode. I, one other thing I did, I bu- bumped into Alex Rulo, who was standing outside the pub because was, he's not old enough to get in. I I, I don't <laughs> know. Do you want to actually look up Alex's age? Because he I'm turned pretty seventeen s- this weekend. Did he? Yeah, that's how he got his super license. Okay, so he's standing out the front of an establishment. It's probably even shouldn't be talking about this anyway, but. <laughs> At like two thirty, three o'clock in the morning, <laughs> it, he he wasn't getting in or anything. But yeah, he's standing out there. So I went and said a quick hello to him. He's quite a nice guy, actually. I've got to say that he was he was really nice. No, I young don't fella. hate him personally, and I think he's actually starting to show a little bit better pace than what he had. Yeah, but anyway, it's all continue. about seat time for him. Yeah, so yeah, that was uh, that was nice to bump into him. Um, but yeah, and obviously I hung out with Todd for a fair few hours that night and it was good to good to catch up with him as well 
and yeah, I won't mention any of the big big boys because they're the ones that are playing pretty hard. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, all, all the other people that are seen there. So anyway. <laughs> yes, I know. I went home early on Sunday and was like, Oh, should I should I go with JD? No, you know what I'll do? I'll push his child home or push his child in the pusher all the way up to the car while you left your wife to go party in town. Yeah, it was quite good. Well, actually, you you left us with your kid all weekend, to be honest. I did not leave you with my kid on Sunday. I helped you. No, on Sunday, Sunday. but Saturday, someone's like, we've got corporate (laughs) tickets and we can't bring a child. Oh, yeah. um, You want to know something else that's a funny story? Is this really for podcast? Yeah, yeah. This one is going to make you hate us a little bit. When we got into the corporate tent, someone pushed a pram in about an hour later. Oh, you could have brought... <laughs> no, actually not. The, you, it says no 18. He was, under he was 18. fine. No, he's we a good boy. We loved him there. He was great. He was well behaved. Everyone everyone thought he was fantastic. He is a good boy. He's yeah. a little Noah there. He's a, he's a great lad and he, he loves the races as and well. He he's making his, car noises his, all weekend. His loungy shirt on Sunday. Yep. Same shirt as you. He did. It, we were wearing matching shirts. It was great. So, <laughs> anyway, guys. That is us done and dusted for today. It's another, oh, it's going to be short, an hour later. We are still going. <laughs> we'll catch you guys next week after Baku. What's your prediction, actually? I said just Mercedes. A... I don't know which one. I just you think Mercedes. I'll find Hamilton. Yeah, see, if I go Ferrari, it's pretty well, Ferrari is going to orchestrate Sebastian winning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, know, I don't know who Mercedes <laughs> is going to try and get the win. Um, but yeah, that's us done and dusted. Don't forget to hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash breaking late. If you have any questions, email them through. If you want JD to do a secret podcast, <laughs> if we get to a certain percentage, if we get 20% of the people that listen to this right in. Okay. I'll do it. I'll 20% and we'll do, do a do sneaky, I'll... sneaky podcast and we'll let you know about all the antics that happened that weekend. A private podcast. Yeah, yeah, you have to write in and then we'll send you this secret podcast. (laughs) That you could put on the internet for everyone to see. (laughs) Yeah, but it won't be in our feed. (laughs) Anyway, once again, guys, thank you very much. Um, If you do like the show, like, share, tell your friends, uh, leave a review on iTunes. It really helps us out. If you have any inside information that you want to let us know or if you just got a story you want to tell, email them through at breakinglate at gmail.com. I think that's us done and dusted. We'll see you guys next week. Yeah. Talk to you then. Cool. Bye. Out.